This is Kelby Klosterman, and you're listening to UND Football 360. The Fighting Hawks fall in Fargo. This week, they landed Ogden, Utah to begin a playoff run versus Weber State. The second season for the Hawks is here, and this is UND Football 360. This is UND Football 360, Shannon Schweiger along with former Fighting Sioux All-American Kelly Howe and 2001 National Champion, Matt Nelson. Kelly Howe, it's that time of the year. Say it every year. We're not going to miss a season without hearing you say, Playoffs? <laughs> That's a classic. Playoffs. The Hawks are in the playoffs. How they got there, we're going to discuss. We're going to rewind that 42-21 to 21 loss to North Dakota State. We're going to look at the Grand Forks Country Club drive of the game, the playoff pairings, and then in segment two, our Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. 3 p.m. kickoff down in Ogden, Utah with Weber State on Saturday. And we have to note that you know, we're working on a Thanksgiving Wednesday because oh, our yeah. boss, Kelly Howe, he cracks the whip. <laughs> we're working on a Thanksgiving, and there is no lengths that we will go to help you prepare for this game. We have even sent Matt Nelson into the mountain time zone. Matt, welcome to the program. You are out in Denver enjoying some snow. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for working with me this week, guys. Uh, thanks, Kelly, for letting me uh, let me have some time off and uh, working remotely. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a great uh, atmosphere. My son actually has a ski camp out here in uh, Winter Park, Colorado. So uh, great weather out here. He's having a good time. So we're out here for ten days over Thanksgiving. So yeah. That's a great Thanksgiving family trip. Before we get started today, we're going to thank our sponsors. They've been with us all season. They're with us in the playoffs. Rumors, Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino, the Grand Forks Country Club, Development Homes Incorporated, Thunder Lake Lodge of Reamer, Minnesota, and Lit Fitness and Nutrition Coaching, which, of course, is Dave Butler, the all-conference offensive lineman off the national championship team. Kelly, it's a bounce-back week for the Hawks. not the performance that we wanted. In fact, in the spirit of the season, it might have been a turkey for the Hawks on Saturday. Yeah, did not start the way we wanted it to. I had a text to the guy before the game uh, um, that said, hey, you know, you got to come out all right. We got to come out all right and just stay with them. You know, create some create some doubt in them a little bit, create some confidence in ourselves, and we did the opposite. It was just not, not the start, not the way we wanted to come out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Matt, I'll let you give your thoughts in a sec here, but they just, as soon as they get in that building, it's just, I don't know, we for tackling angles go bad. You know, we look a little bit worried, a little bit lethargic, and we fumble handoff, fake handoffs. I mean, we haven't done that all year, and all of a sudden that happens, and it's just kind of a snowball effect, and you're playing arguably the best team in the country. So you put that on top of it, you haven't won in that building, and last three times and so yeah Matt I don't know I don't know what you saw but it just seemed like more more of the same again this year yeah Kelly I would I would agree with everything you said and to be honest last week I I I said I thought we learned some of the lessons in our losses in our previous games against SDSU and Nebraska where playing in front of big crowds intimidating atmospheres playing at home against SDSU 
another top team in the country, pro- probably the best one against NDSU. Uh, and I thought we learned all of those lessons and then we just completely forgot about all of that and then panicked. And then we got deer in the headlights again, it seemed like, you know, and you, you put it well, where we, whenever we go into the Fargo dome, we just kind of forget how good we are and we like, Oh, yep. All right. We just kind of go through the motions and then we make mistakes that we don't normally make. Right. Well, I'm just going to point out because, you know, my role here, I always say is for the chumbalones for the fans and fan is short for the fanatic. Um, we always talk about when you're playing North Dakota state, you got to play a perfect game because they're going to take every opportunity that they get. Um, they turned the uh, tail of the game on the Hawks. They dominated time of possession, which is their game as well, but it's the first time the Hawks have been uh, dominated essentially two to one. But you talk about three key pieces in the first half, a blown coverage, Mm. 78 yards. Um, By the way, that uh, young man has entered the portal right now. I wish he had entered the portal the week before, so he wouldn't have been on that. Um, The fumble, as Kelly pointed out, on a a handoff on an RPO. Um, you get the fumble hasn't happened before. And then the coup de gras, that's a big word uh, for a guy from Zealand, Kelly, but the coup de gras, the reception off the helmet for ah. the first down. I mean, those are, those are, those are the breaks that Brutal. good teams create for themselves. Well, exactly. I mean, we, we knew we needed breaks. We knew we needed things to go our way and off the helmet one, I, I watched it, you know, and, and at that point you're kind of, I don't know if it's 14, nothing at that time, but I can't remember, but you're kind of getting more real worried at that point anyway. And then I saw, saw that happen. And so I watched the replay and Edmund O'Kanzi was there and he was going to break cut to his right and go intercept it, and his foot gave out. So he slips, falls down, trying to change directions, not his fault, but he would have got that ball if his foot doesn't slide out. So he falls down their guy, but he would have had to cut to his right. So he fell down. Their guy was coming straight at it. So then, you know, give him credit, I guess you're in the right place at the right time. I don't know. I mean, whatever, but it's like, just, we can't, those things can't happen. Okay. That can happen. We can't the third and longs. I mean, that, what, what I liked about it is we talked about this last week, Matt, third and long was our dream scenario. That means we did well on first and second, right? Yeah, absolutely. We had we had everything matched up in this game that we wanted to have happen. Third and long, get them to throw a pass. We got that, but we had the blown coverage, and then they go for 76 yards. That's an, That situation is the exact one that we wanted to have happen. We just couldn't get into the backfield as well, and, uh, you know, they have lucky bounces. So, you know, they – you said you mentioned it that that's what good teams do is they create opportunities and then they capitalize on your mistakes and you know it it was it was apparent that NDSU expected just like SDSU when they beat us they expected to win the football game we wanted to win the football game uh, but we just fell short in those key situations that we really need to create some magic and and come up big you know shut those those third and longs down we just we have to get better at that and if we're gonna if we're gonna win a national championship, fellas, we gotta beat NDSU. We gotta beat SDSU. That point blank. Right. That's what. Well, that's what I I texted that during the game. I mean, I think it was halftime. I texted. I'm like, well, I've seen this movie before. All right. I mean, I know what's gonna happen here. They're gonna drop the plow on us, and they're, they end up rushing for 350 yards because they were they were running anyway throughout the first half well as soon as they get up they're really gonna maul you and that's what they did to credit to them we couldn't stop it but 
run fits were an issue. And yeah, I mean, we need, I, te- I tweeted it for a reason. You ne- we need to evaluate the program again or something. I, if we can't beat them, we're not going anywhere. It's that simple. I mean, I know it's easy to say, hey, go out and get players that can beat them. Okay, well, we'd have been doing that if we could. I get that. You know, I, I understand, you know, but it just, to me, it reinforced it, it or brought us back to reality, maybe. Maybe we were feeling we we're getting closer and closer and closer to NDSU and we played SDSU tough and we're almost there. Well, no, this one kicked us back. I think it's a reality a little bit like, hey, we're not there. So what are we going to do? What are we, you know, off season, let's evaluate everything. Let's see what we got. How do we get closer to them? Because this is what Roger Thomas did back in the day, guys. <laughs> he evaluated and said, hey, if we can't beat them, we're going nowhere. Because only, you know, in the NCC, only four teams would get in the playoffs. And they were first from three conferences. So four teams from three. So if you don't beat NDSU, you're not getting in. And they evaluated everything, changed the defense, tried to look for a different type of player. Try, I mean, they had to make wholesale changes mm-hmm. to beat one team, right, Matt? Because if you beat that yep. one team, you can beat the other nine. All right? That's the That's way right. I look at it. So I'm kind of there again. It popped in my head during that game, and I know I'm ranting a little bit, but it we're, we're back to that stage again. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We got to look at all options here. We got to look at who we had on the field, the player – body types, everything, and say, how do we beat them? How do we match up with them? Because if we can match up with them, we can match up with anyone. Well, you mentioned, I heard run fits a lot. I know uh, I was yeah. mentioned in some of the interviews that we just get, didn't, our linebackers just didn't get the run fits. It was noticeable in, in watching them the game. Well, and now, is that too. a, yeah. and, and our safeties, right? Yeah. Is that a, is that a situation where we, we maybe maybe have to look at four guys with three hands on or with hands on the ground or four guys with hands on the ground in a three point uh, and two tackles or do we stick with the three four um, you know to be able to stop some of those high power run deep run offenses um, like you said maybe that's maybe we need to start looking at some of those situations um, the other thing that that the point that I want to make is that I think we just need to one thing that I think we're lacking is that we just need to think of ourselves as a potential playoff team, as a national championship team, where we're putting together the resume. All those things are great. We've come a long way in the last five years. Now our players really need to take the next step and think of themselves as, okay, we can play with these guys. We know we can, and we need to create that mental edge, that mental advantage where we just didn't see it on Saturday. Our players are, are good. We have a good team. We have really great players that we were capable of beating NDSU, no question about it. We just didn't have that mental advantage. Uh, so, so we got to create that somehow. I don't have all the answers, but, but that was noticeable. Those are the two things that I'd like to bring up. It's a bounce back week for the Hawks. Um, we're going to turn our attention to that um, right after we talk about the Grand Forks Country Club drive of the game, and that is Kelly Howe's job. Uh, to bring us the Grand Forks Country Club drive of the game. And folks, we can't thank the Grand Forks Country Club enough for sticking with the UND Football 360 podcast from its beginning. A great place to host your family events. A um, little chilly this week if you want to tee up 18. I'm sure that, <laughs> I'm sure they'd let you out there. It's a little chilly. You know, the, the, the best part of it is you're not going to lose any of your golf balls in the water because they are going to, they are going to chink right off the ice. 
<clears throat> that's on the water. But we want to thank the Grand Forks Country Club um, for their sponsorship. And Kelly, what do you have in the Grand Forks Country Club drive of the game this week? Well, I thought a big, big drive uh, for UND was the one right before the half. Um, you know, you're down, down pretty big, I believe 28-7 at the time. And UND put together a 13-play, 78-yard drive. Only took a minute 52 because it was at the end of the half. So there, there are a few timeouts and they're getting out of bounds, that type of thing. But went 13 plays, 78 yards, only took a minute 52, but they scored. Touchdown, Tommy to Garrett Mogg, 18-yard pass. Um, that made it 28-14, gave them momentum into halftime. I, I really like that drive. There was only six seconds left when we scored, so the half was over. So NDSU was not getting the ball back. Um, I really felt that that was a crucial drive in the game for UND at the time, you know, because I'm thinking, geez, well, we got, you know, I know they're not getting the ball, but uh, to start the second half, but when you can go 13 plays and 78 yards on on that type of defense, you know, you got to be feeling good, especially heading into the half. And the crucial part that I made a point at halftime was we got to come out and get a stop and we couldn't just couldn't, couldn't do it. But, um, I like I did like the way our offense as the as the second quarter wore on and then into the third quarter, our running game really started to take a hold. And the inside guys, they did well up front. Um, I have no issues with our O-line play in this one. I thought they did well, especially this drive. Um, we had 165 yards rushing, which is about what you know we do per game and against one of the better defenses in the country, one of the faster defenses. I mean, these guys. NDSU, you know, Matt, I'm sure you noticed this. They are fast to close on all things that we, I don't think we've seen that yet this year. No, no question about it. They, they are fast to the ball. They have good pursuit and they hats off to them. They're a good team. And they, they did an incredible job at just shutting things down. And um, they, (laughs) nothing else to say. I, they 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 knew how to work our work our offense. They they knew how to do that. Well, and our best our best success was straight ahead. If you started to figure it out, it was between the tackles and it was Hoosman and Isaiah Smith became a tough runner up the middle. So that's kind of what we knew. We knew if people were wondering why we weren't running a lot of bubbles, why we weren't we running screens this week, it's because they're too fast. They'll close quick. Even if you fool them, they'll close quick. We did get the one tunnel screen, but you understand that's be- coming back in again. We came back in towards them on the tunnel screen. Now, that's why that worked to Bo, to Bo Belquist. If you want to go towards the sidelines, you're in trouble against them. And that's why, you know, this game went on. I think Danny Freund figured out we can run inside on these guys. That's Grand Forks Country Club drive of the game. The touchdown to Garrett Mogg uh, just before the half. Um, you know, one thing that we haven't touched on yet, uh, and I'm going to send this to you, Matt. We were down. Uh, Peyton Lotus uh, on the offensive line, who is out for the season. But we are also down Seth Anderson. Seth Anderson was not dressed um, for this game. Your assessment of the offensive line's performance, particularly in that second half, um, uh, going with some twos. I thought I, I thought we were doing good. I, I was optimistic the second half. Like Kelly said in the drive of the game segment, we were moving the ball and that, and Jack and I were watching it uh, and we were like, okay, we got things going in the right direction. I liked what I saw. That gives me uh, some optimism of our, of our old line. I think, I think we were doing what we needed to do to create opportunities for our running back. So, so I was, I was happy with it. I, I thought it was good and, and hats off to our, you know, Donnie Ventrelli and being a senior on that old line. 
I think that he's played a, a, a bigger role this season than, than what we think because he's our senior leader on that O-line, and he has some junior guys playing with him where, where his senior leadership has really played a key role in this season for our O-line. And hats off to him and, and just making sure that, that guys are on the same page and making sure that we're able to move the ball and create opportunities for our running backs. Well, and it was what I also what was made me feel good about it after the game, at least um, offensive line wise. We had, we had three first year starters out there. You know, Sam Hagen got thrown in at right tackle, and you could tell they identified that, and they had Wagey across from them, their All American defensive end, who was a, he's a big kid, and he got that first sack. Tommy second play of the game, and Tommy ran into him because Tommy likes to flush left and right instead of step up and then flush. Well, this was a game where he was going to have to step up, then flush. You know what I mean? Because they like to send NFL style. They kind of like to send their defensive ends up the field. And after that first play, I didn't notice a whole lot of Wagey. I think, you know, I I think our guy, Sam Hagan, for freshman playing in the biggest, you know, arguably the biggest game of his career, because he's a North Dakota kid, so it means a little more. I think he did pretty well. You know, and we got Kilty. Right next to him, he's only a sophomore. We had a true freshman center, Danny Carroll. I didn't. Did you guys notice any bad snaps nope. this week? None. Nope. The snaps nope. were were pretty consistent. Even right. you know the week before in the South Dakota game, there were some timing issues because Tommy had to go high for the yep. snap. Then we had right. timing, but I did not notice any bad snaps um, yep. in this game. So you know we've got to be feeling pretty good uh, about where we two are freshmen. Uh, with two. You know we've got the freshman. The offensive line has has it really been. Um, a key to this playoff run that the Hawks have been on. And I think we've got to feel uh, good about it going into Weber. We're going to shift gears here a little bit. Kelly, do I have this on right? Um, do I have to tilt it a little bit to the left at my, my tinfoil hat <laughs> that I'm putting on? Because Matt, you There's can't. There's no tinfoil hat. Everything's right in us. front of us. Yeah. You can't see us, but we're <laughs> going to talk about playoff pairings and i got my yeah. tinfoil hat you know like the old days of the rabbit ears on your college tv i just oh. dated myself again um but i've got my tinfoil hat on because you know once again without fail when when you get to playoff selection day um we're always surprised there is always something going on there's always a rereading of the rules there's always something oh to amaze us fcs college football fans, and we're going to break it down. We're going to talk uh, the Hawks placement in um, the bracket. We're going to talk about the bracket as a whole and also some of the shenanigans. You know, I read that this meeting was held um, in Indianapolis, Indiana, but I think it was held in 1960 Chicago. Um, I I find it hard to believe some of the things that went on. And again, Um, You know, those of us that follow FCS football, this is a big day for us. You know, we prognosticate, we look at where, where's our team going to be? Who's going to be in? Who's going to be out? 24 is a lot of teams. I'll admit that, that, that gets a lot of teams. So you get some teams that you say, well, should they really be in 16 might be a better number, but let's go 24. It's the antithesis of the FBS system that just doesn't put enough teams in and teams get screwed. But Let's talk about, first of all, where the Hawks are um, in the bracket. And that's the most important thing. You make the playoffs, they're in. in. Um, Now, 
Um, word has it that we were one of the last two in. I still find that hard to believe. <laughs> no, be it's just a justification God. for I'm, all the shenanigans oh, that went on. God. Let's face it. And you know what? Well, what didn't help him, Shannon? I mean, I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna get into this and get even more worked up. What well, didn't help them? They said Montana and us were the last two. I know. It's well, just, why they get a home game? Why the hell did they get a home <laughs> game? Performance well, there based. isn't anything. You, you know, Jesus. folks, we are, um, you know, there's something. Uh, I will admit I was born in Ashley, North Dakota, but it was not yesterday. No. I was, born at night, but it wasn't uh, last night. It wasn't night. last night. All right. And the, the, <laughs> the thing is. If we are to believe any of this, let, let's let's face it, what went on. There were a lot of deals going on in this room. There was a lot of inconsistencies. But, but Ken Haslam wasn't in the room he when was, they talked about Oh, really? In the room. That's fine. Yeah, they yeah. didn't bring it up. Didn't he didn't bring come it right up. back in the room. I, I mean, later. it is. And, okay. and again, you know, we have our rival. We have our mistrust. I, and it, it just strengthens my mistrust. I've spent 50 some years not trusting the folks on the north side of town and i'm going to continue part of that is being a fan part of that is being a rival you're always going to question it um but the missouri valley football conference designate to this uh who is matt larson the ad at ndsu has a lot to answer for did he represent the league was he representing his school was he making deals with his friend out in montana come on well who benefited who benefited who benefited at the end of the day like like it's just like uh, Washington, D.C. Our friend Dave Butler could probably expand on how right. that world works. Okay, all we do is hear about it, but yep. okay. Who benefited from decisions in Congress? Who benefits? Okay, everything. Who benefited from COVID? Who benefited? It's always the powerful that benefit, and it's always money. It's always something. And the other thing like, that just I... look at it that way. The other point I'm going to make, <clears throat> and Matt, you, well, all three of us live in the metro. Technically, I live in West Fargo, so I don't have to, I don't you know, but I've been in the Metro 25 years. I've just seen it front and center. Um, the, the shenanigans, the this and that. As far as our number one rivals, that's who they are. It isn't going to change. That leopard spots are never going to change. They're going to do everything they can to hold the University of North Dakota down in any chance that they get. It doesn't matter if they've won seven of nine national championships. They're still doing it. They're still playing it. I'm going to turn it to you, Matt, so that I can adjust my hat and, again, choke down a little of that bitterness. We always say old men got to choke down that bitterness. Matt, your take on the whole Montana in the system, the Hawks going on the road, what's your take? Well, fellas, it, it's not a conspiracy theory if it's true, right? So. <laughs> Okay. So that's that's my view on on life. If 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 it looks like a conspiracy, but if it ends up being true, it's not a conspiracy at all. So I don't even know if the the tinfoil hats are even necessary for this one. No. Because you even had, I think, uh, our friend Tom Miller, uh, our friend Tom Miller over at the Herald, uh, he even tweeted out a comment that the Missouri one of the Missouri Valley commissioners said. Yeah, this is unprecedented and a divergence from traditional decision-making uh, processes for the selections for the at-large teams. So you have all of these things going on. You have the writing on the wall of, of you know, Cui Bono, who benefits, right, out of all these things. And then you also have Missouri Valley commissioners making public comments that 
yeah, we've never done this before. What is like, yeah, this is new. And so it just adds fuel, fuel to the fire that uh, something stinks to high heaven. And then once it'd be interesting as this goes on, once we start peeling the layers of the onion back a little bit and see, wait, are you going to answer for some of these things? Or are you going to just try to sweep it under the rug? They'll sweep it under the rug, man. It's the thing is, We'll, we'll wait for Weber's bid. That'll be the key. Because Weber's bid's going to come out here. Somebody's going to get it. Okay, because my sources, I got I got sources all over the big sky. I got sources in Missouri Valley. I got sources. Okay, we got sources out in Weber. Okay, people have sources out in Weber. It's not going to stay hidden for very long. We'll know what the what the um, what the bid was. But um, another factor. Let's look at this. Okay, who benefited? All right, let's look at this. Weber State arguably could have been the seven or eight seed, right, guys? Yes. Excuse me. I agree. So they could have been the seven or eight seed. Suddenly they're not. They get, but they give them a home game to make up for it. Well, they give give them North Dakota. They send North Dakota out there because I'm sure they can justify the regional thing. Well, let's see. We don't have not, not many West teams. Got to send them out there. Okay. Who benefited from Weber hosting a game? And being matched up then against Montana State. They already played. They, they're in the same conference. So who benefited? Montana. Montana and NDSU. And NDSU. Okay. That's right. So let's look at the second round matchups, guys. Montana State's the four seed. NDSU's the three seed. Okay. Montana State now has to play technically what everyone would deem the number nine seed. If they beat UND, I think UND is going to win, but okay. Let's say they got to beat on paper. They have to beat Weber state. So it's four versus nine. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting Now let's go to NDSU. They magically get the three seed in front of Montana state when their resume isn't better than theirs. Okay. So they get the three seed. Who does NDSU get now? Montana, who we were told is the last two in the 23 or 24 then. Okay. Let's call you know, whatever, if you want it, well, it wouldn't be that because you'd put the pioneer teams at the end. But let's say for sake of argument purposes, the worst at-large team that got in, NDSU gets them in the second round. Mm -hmm. But Montana State gets kicked down to a four and they get the absolute definite best at-large team at home. Who benefited? NDSU did. Okay, I mean, it's like, what? That makes no sense on paper. Montana State, for all intents purposes, they should be playing uh, Eastern Kentucky in the second round. You know, something like that. They should be. Weber should be playing, oh, UIW maybe in the second round. Something like that. Okay, they is how it should work. Now, Samford, UIW gets Elon and Furman in the second. You know, and it's like, well... Some of these second round matchups just are, don't make any sense. Who been who has the best second the best second round matchups? South Dakota State gets Delaware. Delaware is not bad. That's a pretty good team. They they haven't won at the end here, but they have some talent. New coach, they're juiced up. Eh, you know that's a it's a decent matchup for them. The only one who benefited in this whole thing, Sac State gets Richmond. They're eight and three. Richmond's pretty good. Okay, that's a pretty good team. So they draw Richmond. NDSU is the only one who gets the easy second-round matchup. They're the only one. 
It's like it doesn't make any sense. Matt, I'm going to I'm going to swing it to you with this thought. Uh, remember the days when we were in the big sky, when the Hawks were in the big sky and, oh, it's the big fluffy and I don't know yeah. if you should be in and uh, I don't know if you should get in. The big sky should maybe have an automatic qualifier, maybe a second team every once in a while. They don't play defense. Missouri Valley is the top league in the country. OK, North Dakota. Um calls on favors from a few friends and says, we want to be in the Missouri Valley. It fits our uh, footprint. It fits. We want to be with our peer institutions. We want to be with our former rivals from the NCC. We get in the Missouri Valley. We put up a seven and four, as does Youngstown State. We haven't talked about Youngstown State yet. Did Montana take a spot that should have been Youngstown State? And I'm going to I'm going to put that to you, Matt, because if the Missouri Valley Football Conference is mighty. It's interesting how even the talk in Fargo, all of a sudden, North Dakota finishes third in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. The Missouri Valley Football Conference is down. Oh, down it's this year, down. Matt. Yeah. Again, <laughs> that leopard doesn't change its spots. <laughs> Matt, what say you on that issue? Should the Penguins be in the field of 24? I would agree with that. Youngstown State very good football team. We talked about, about their O-line, probably one of the best in the Missouri Valley. And they're, they're a great football team. What's what's that? I said, and we were right too. Sorry to cut you off, but we said they were one of the best offensive lines and we were right. Yeah. Right. And so I'm going to back up here a little bit though. You go back about four weeks ago and you could see the narrative being laid for this, right? You could see oh, yeah. the news cycle of, of well, the Missouri Valley might not get three teams. They might not get four teams in this year because, oh, the big sky is really strong this year. And so you could see the narrative start to shift about four weeks ago when UND was starting to play really well. And maybe I'm putting on my tinfoil hat on here now a little bit. No. But – but you you can't deny the fact, and hey, I'm a communications major. I pay attention to news cycles. I pay attention yeah. to language. I pay attention to what I know. I know behind the doors how press releases are written. I know all of that stuff behind the scenes. So so nothing is by mistake, right? Nothing is not intentional uh, when it comes out in the news, right? So you can drive narratives uh, very well if you have the right people driving the narratives. And so that combined with Youngstown state, a very good football team, not getting in good strength of schedule, uh, very good resume. And then Montana state who, or excuse me, Montana, who really doesn't have um, a straight, a good strength of, of schedule. Youngstown state should be sitting in Montana's spot uh, or somewhere else for that matter, in my opinion. And Kelly, if the Missouri Valley is the best league in the country and North Dakota State is without a doubt the best program in the country, we have never, never questioned that with the run that they're on. Shouldn't that be represented when the athletic director from North Dakota State University is representing the Missouri Valley Football Conference, period. Do you think so? He must have just got his ass kicked in that room, or he didn't try very hard. One of the two. I'm going to go with the latter. But um, last year, you know what it was? Last year, the Missouri Valley got six in. That's what happened. I think the other conferences now, 
they had a bunch of they weren't playing they're so big now they don't play each other so they get a bunch of seven win teams because they're not playing each other I think they all came for their pound of flesh this year too and that could be you know and that was part of it but Matt Larson obviously got his ass kicked or he didn't even try one of the two he squeezed NDS or UND in and sent them on the road didn't I mean if he has any ounce of integrity at all He's arguing and saying, well, why would they, would they outbid them? Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. They, they outbid them, right? We're changing the, we're changing streams and, you know, here, what are we doing here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, he, he'd throw it. He'd kind of be outraged. He'd reach out to Bill Chaves right after. I mean, leaving the room, he'd call Bill Chaves. Hey, sorry. I don't know what the hell happened in here. I got railroaded. They all, you know what I mean? Sorry. I tried. I didn't hear any of that. I don't think he did a goddamn thing to tell you the truth. (laughs) So, and now we get three in, and here's the other narrative. Okay, Missouri Valley's down this year. All right, why? Why is it down? Okay, I'm looking at this. Who was down? Missouri State was down. Why? We're down because Bobby Petrino sucks at running a program. Okay, so we're down because of that. Um, who was down? South Dakota was down. That was inevitable. Their schedule. There's no the way schedule they were going to win. Brutal. Okay. There's no way they were going to win. All right. So who was back? So if somebody's down, somebody's got to be back up, right? Northern Iowa was the exact same they were as they were last year or better, a little bit better at the end of the year than they were last year. They got in the playoffs last year, okay? Where do we got? Youngstown, better than they were last year. NDS or UND, better, better than they than were last year. year. If two teams are down, two teams are up, okay? So how can the conference be down? Why? Because Bobby Petrino's team wasn't good? They sucked, okay? They had no heart. They had no desire. They, they were in the bar the night before our game. I got sources on that. The players were in the Canada and bar. Okay. So it's like, whoa. And that was mid season. They were still in it. They were still right? in it. So it's like, what? 40, have... 47 portal transfers. Well, if teams are down, other teams are up. How can the league be? I'd love it just because the, the ones they put in their preseason poll, which I ripped apart. Who did I say? Okay. I'm ready to brag here, guys. Get ready. My three teams. Okay, who are they? Yep, my three teams that I said were extremely overrated to begin the season. Okay, and I think I said it. I wish I got to find the podcast. Missouri State, South Dakota, Montana. Thank you. Yep. Okay, I said all three of them were overrated. They're not going to be that good. They were all Missouri State and Montana. Montana was number three. Why? Like, why are they number three? I wrote it to Sam Herter midseason. I go, why was Montana State number three? This doesn't make any sense. Sure enough, they're seven and four. And shouldn't have even got in, you know. Well, I'm going to wrap this segment up um, because we're going to have to towel off. We're getting a little hot (laughs) before we start segment two. And um, there's a lot of snow where you are, Matt. So you can just jump out of the truck and towel off with a little snow and cool down so we can preview um, our playoff game uh, that we're going to do in the next segment. I'm going to end this segment um, where it began. They are who they are, and the man in charge is who he is. Um, if that's too tough a criticism, pretty easy to find me um, for that. those 5% Bison fans. Who, by the way, Bison fans, when you're trying to reach me at UND Fo- Football 360 Twitter, you're not reaching me. So um, let, let's stop trying to hammer me on that. I'm pretty easy to find. If you know how to Google, I have about four businesses that I own right here in, in yeah. Fargo. You can go to a website and you can find me. Um, but here's the rules. Here's the rules. I'm not wrong. Bison Bobos. No, Kelly's right. I'll say whatever. Kelly's I want. right. I, I only say it if no, I'm right. Absolutely. I'm right every time absolutely. I say something. And I have no, okay. I have no qualms about what we've done in the, in this segment. But but the point being, for those of you trying to reach me who really think you're going to hammer me, you think I haven't heard it before. But the other thing is is this. 
put your own name on it. If you're going to use a pseudonym <clears throat> when you're insulting me right. or or whatever it is, just leave that. That's garbage. So we need Shannon before we get going. We need Weber State's bid. Okay, yeah. that's all I need. All I need is Weber State's bid, and we'll break this thing down. If that was a because UND by all accounts bid about 125. Let's right. say okay, let's say 120. Whatever. Okay, that's a big bid. That's a lot of money. Okay, if Weber bid 50, 40, 60, oh boy, this thing's gonna get worse. And I think I'm fired up thing. now. Wait till we see. It. So the NCA suddenly is gonna lay 60 grand on the ground. Well, we don't need that money. And that's, and you know. Matt, you're really close out there. You're you're in the western part of the country. You could just drive down and get that bid. You can file right. those those freedom yeah, of information. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fired up now. I might just do that while Jack's at practice, drive down to Utah and, and say, what the hell's going on down here, What's boys? What's going so, on? Well, um, but, but you know what? Call our bluff then. If, if we're wrong, then call our bluff. That's right. You know, prove us wrong. Yeah, if Weber bid 115 and we bid 120 and they said, all right, so close, they're the better team, let's give them. All right, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably back off a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think what happened, the – there were deals going on and there were, it's not deals. Like they're not saying it right to each other, but it's just narratives are spinning in the room. And then suddenly a team's pushed a little higher than the other team. And then, well, gosh, we can't send them there. That doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't it? Let's have them go here. And then somebody presents it. And then another one agrees with it. It's not a real, they don't come out and say it. They just do it. You the, know? the system's broke. Let's fix it. And I think given what has gone on this year, there's, there's going to be discussions of, fixing it um patty v is pretty high powered when she's upset about the system and and again we love patty v she's on our side now you know we saw what happened in 15 when she got a six and five western well she didn't get it in but missouri valley got a six and five western and we were very upset we felt we had a better resume but guess what happened we now have influential patty v on our side and and she's going to look into it there's going to be a lot of uh, looking into it. So we're going to wrap this up. It's not crying. If it's true, we're not crying. We're not crying. We're just pointing out the facts, right? right. Kelly, how okay. just, you know, don't be unsilent majority. I don't know, whatever you want to call <laughs> it. I, yeah. Hey, sorry. All, All right. right. I'm right. So, so whatever we are going to shift gears. We're going to step away so that you folks can take a break. We're going to take a break and we're going to thank our sponsors run their ads and when we come back we're gonna have the thunder lake lodge 360 game preview we're shifting gears folks we got a playoff game in ogden utah weber state 3 p.m kickoff on saturday we're gonna break it down for you tell you what to watch for and probably sneak in how this uh could be a hawks victory you are listening to und football 360 Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino in the Grand Cities Mall is the only stop you need to make in Grand Forks for food, gaming, and entertainment. Great Sunday specials with all the NFL action and the only simulcast horse racing in the region. Rumors Sports Bar, Grill, and Casino. Development Homes Incorporated of Grand Forks is committed to providing quality community-based support services to persons with disabilities with options for residential, vocational, and family support services. To learn more about how you can get involved to help make dreams come true, visit developmenthomes.org. 
The Grand Forks Country Club invites you to keep the fun going this fall and winter. All are welcome to book your special events at the Grand Forks Country Club. Become a member and treat your family and friends to the best Grand Forks has to offer. The Grand Forks Country Club. Thunder Lake Lodge in Reamer, Minnesota is perfect for a family getaway or that hunting or fishing trip with your crew. Cabins and cottages for groups and reunions, familiar, friendly faces to greet you and make your stay the best possible. Visit ThunderLakeLodge.com and plan your getaway today. This is David Wistoff, and you're listening to UND Football 360. Welcome back to UND Football 360. Shannon Schweiger, Kelly Howe, and Matt Nelson. And this is the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. First round playoffs in the 2022 FCS playoffs. You got the Fighting Hawks at 7 and 4, Weber State Wildcats at 9 and 2. Kickoff is 3 p.m. in Ogden, Utah, Stewart Stadium. I was there in 19, Kelly. Beautiful, beautiful, mm. beautiful setting and the greatest, nicest fans you are ever going to want to meet they greet you on the way in they greet you on the way out yeah that's it's a good program i have a lot of respect for weber state um obviously beautiful part of the country and uh jay hills really did a nice job building up they were not very good quite you know just a number of years ago they were a pretty pretty sad outfit and he has built them up he's changed the the player types a lot of big big linemen big corner physical corners they kind of you could see them more for the program but um yeah this is going to be a fun one um looking at their schedule you know before we get into the game nine and two you know their big big win i don't know what montana well i think that utah state win kelly um you know utah state was really bad they were bad i don't know what they got better as the year you know you look at common opponents which isn't fair especially year to year but we played utah state last year um but but i think the utah state win opened a few eyes on oh yeah definitely and uh what i'm what i'm seeing though is there's some there's some opportunities for und they gave up 43 at montana state Okay, they gave up 33 to Sac State, gave up 31 to Northern Arizona last week when, you know, Northern Arizona had nothing to play for. It was the end of the year. Weber had a lot to play for, and Weber actually had to kick a field goal to win it at the end. I mean, Northern Arizona, two weeks in a row, Northern Arizona got beat. At the end of the game, they had Montana State and Weber State beat at the end of the game and gave up a big play to lose it. And so that Northern Arizona team actually was pretty solid, but... There's some opportunities here, but yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's not, they're not NDSU, but they're, you know, they're certainly not Northern Colorado either. And Matt, we're going to bring you in right here. You're getting a mountain vibe. You're out in the mountains right there. Can you offer anything about, you know, any help that the Hawks could get from that mountain vibe you've been getting the last 10 days? Boy, uh, one thing that I've noticed is that I am winded when I go up the stairs. Now, that has nothing to do with the <laughs> mountains, Matt. That has to do. Right, well, that has to do with Budweiser. At, yeah. At the, well, I, I'm at ten thousand feet elevation, so I, I I certainly noticed that. But but uh, you know maybe a little cardio this week uh, yeah. to expand the lungs a little bit. Um, right. Well, I'll tell you, you know, what, Matt. There's a firehouse in Fargo where they're saying. Come on, Matt. You got to get back into shape. You might be. We right. might be doing a few fireman carries with you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's uh, that. No doubt about it. I have to. I think I should call up our friend Dave and uh, yeah, and yep. get well, on his program. Dave but, Butler. Uh, 
Right. And no, just going into Weber State, Kelly said they're a good team. And just looking at their record, uh, we're going to be playing uh, in a tough environment, and they um, they're they're going to be a tough opponent. They got to look good. Their record is really good. Uh, they put Montana State on notice. Sacramento State, they played tough. Um, that NAU game, yeah, Kelly mentioned it. That that was kind of surprising that they didn't put them away earlier than that. But um, right. yeah, they got up and uh, then couldn't finish them. So uh, it's it's going to be a good game, and uh, there's there's going to be a few things that that I think we're we're probably going to work on. We got to be, you know, the, you know what they're going to bring at us is that um, they they got a couple really good quarterbacks. It looks like that they switch in and out. Um, so they're going to try to do some of those things that NDSU did to us for sure. And so we just got to prepare those and make, make sure that we're on point on defense this week. Abraham Williams, four kickoff returns for touchdown this year. Kelly, big concern Jeez. for you. <laughs> yeah. I watched that one How's last How's that for week. an understatement? Oh, God, I watched that one last week. He's too. tall. He's yeah, tall. tall kid. And he, uh, he, you know, Northern Arizona didn't get much of a, convergence of their kick team on that one they were pretty spread out i don't know if it's blocking or just bad coverage but he shot straight ahead and that's you cannot let him get going north south i mean the hole can't be there until the 30 you know he can't get going the hole needs to convert you got to make him cut left or right within inside the 20 and change directions which means he's slowing down a little bit because he got ahead of steam and made one cut he was one cut to the left and gone and nobody even – I don't know if anybody touched him. I don't think they did. I don't think they touched yeah, him. Yeah, he is the real deal. And we had we saw the issues we had last week on kick coverage and the week. I think South Dakota got some too. And I don't know, our kick coverage team, I don't know if they're getting tired at the end of the year here, but it's not the same juice that we saw earlier. They may need to – and what you can do too is you can identify how a team's returning. You know, if they're uh, – if the, if the upbacks are usually tight ends like we do right in front of the, long, the kick returner, you you pooch to you find that guy and pooch right. it to him because nine times out of ten he's just going to fair catch it. And we've been seeing more players from the two deep on kickoff team as we've gone uh, right. longer into the season. And when you get to one and done playoffs, there may be some changes. You put your athletes on yeah, special too. teams and kickoff teams. You know we haven't. Uh, we're we're going to dive into offense and we're going to we're going to see with our football experts Kelly and Matt what they think. Uh, what we can expect from Tommy Schuster and his uh, gang this weekend. We're also going to look uh, defensively. But before we do that, this is the Thunder Lake Lodge 360 game preview. And we got to talk about our friend Craig Riando and his joint out in Reamer, Minnesota. Folks, it's a four-season resort. It's a great place for solitude in the winter, but you can also get solitude at Thunder Lake Lodge in the summer. So if you're looking ahead at where a great family vacation would be, where you have privacy, where you can get on the water and maybe not see uh, everybody else trolling, a different type of trolling, not the bobos on the internet, but if they're trolling to (laughs) find your fight, am I a little bitter over what I faced (laughs) last week again? I mean, they, they, they love me in Fargo. That's all I can say. Um, but but the thing is, um, when you get out to Thunder Lake Lodge, it's like you're on your own private lake. Right. It's a it's a beautiful set. And let's I like to bring this up. And make sure, and I don't think we have this here. Make sure people are aware that there's a reunion cabin. They've built a very right. large two story reunion cabin out there. A lot of larger families and events, uh, clubs type of thing are taking advantage of that for retreats. 
So you got to remember they got that and it, it breaks down into little areas. If you want just one part of it, it breaks into a quarter of it, but you can have the whole thing if you want, if it's a large gathering. So it's a heck of a setup. And I know we like, we, we pimp it pretty good on here, but we do it for a reason, folks. You got, you got to get out and you got to take a look. And Craig does a nice job and he's expanded. He's really taken it from where it was when he got it. And get off the beaten path, folks. There's a lot oh, of easy places to get to, but it's a gravel road that takes you into Thunder Lake Lodge. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it, I'm telling you, the privacy is one thing. And then you want to hear fish stories. Our friend Craig Riando, <laughs> he'll tell you fish stories, but then he'll tell you fish stories about football. He'll tell you he was a yeah. baseball player one time. There's all kinds of fish stories you're going to get from your host, Craig Riando. Yeah, you got to evaluate. Yep, evaluate, evaluate after he's done telling the story. That's right. right? <laughs> That's right. So, Matt, I'm going to throw it to you first on the offensive side for the Hawks. What are you expecting from Tommy Schuster and company in order to uh, come out with a win down in Ogden? Well, fellas, I'm excited for this week. Uh, anytime that a team loses a game like we did last week, you always kind of feel like you want to take it out against the next team, right? So um, I'm expecting our offense to be uh, going to work, bringing their lunch pails this week, and uh, really hitting uh, in sync when we show up in Utah this weekend, I think Tommy's going to have a good game. I think uh, Tyler Hoosman and Isaiah Smith, I think our, our offense is going to have a good week. Looking at Weber state's defense, uh, they allow a lot of points and they don't necessarily match up the best against our style of style of offense. So, so they allow a lot of points. They're good. Uh, they bring pressure and stuff like that. But, um, boy, I'm, I'm excited for us to get a good playoff win, get our offense back on track, and and get this thing moving, and then get a good first win with our offense and get us uh, back on the right track, get Tommy Schuster comfortable again. He took, some, took a sack last week, doesn't do that very often. Uh, our O-line played pretty good, but I'm expecting our, our, our running backs to have a really good game, our wide receivers to have a good game. Um, uh, I'm, 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 all in all, I'm excited for our offense, uh, uh, offensive side of the ball uh, against Weber State this week. And Kelly, um, the most important statistic in any football game still remains points for versus points against. Listen yep. to this stat. Scoring offense for the University of North Dakota in this 2022 season, they are scoring 30.3 points per game. Weber State scoring defense. Weber State is giving up 30.2 points per game. So can we expect a 30-point game from the Fighting Hawk offense, Kelly Howe? I think you can. Yeah, I mean, I got I watched a couple games now of them this year just to try to get a feel for what they were doing, and it was similar both times. Um, there's going to be some opportunities there. You know, when I, when I look at my notes, the first thing I wrote down, run the ball right at them. Because this is a East-West football team. They are fast. They got, they got an NDSU type of feel to them on defense where if you're going to run screen, slow developing stuff, left to right, it's, it's not going to work very well. So this is a Hoosman, Isaiah Smith, in between the tackles type of thing. Um, similar to last week's game plan, but they're not nearly as good up front as their defensive line in the past has been dominant. I would call it. I mean, they're, they've been pretty good this year's defensive line for Weber. I would call it say good. I think they got a lot of them. They seem to have a lot of guys in there. 
okay, it, running them in and out, they might play eight, you know, because they're four down, and they some well then they morph to a five, to a five front. But um, I think what we're gonna see, we're gonna see a fast, but not quite as physical. You know, it's not NDSU's defense. There's a lot of chances there, guys, a lot of them. Okay, and then they go into a zone. And one thing, one thing I noticed too. They used to play a lot of the the typical um, Big Sky man free. Okay, everyone in the Big Sky played man free, and they do it against us all game. So we know what we're getting. So we'd run a lot of draws, a lot of inside stuff because if you pop it, they got no run support because they're all manned up. Well, this year it seems like Weber's adjusting a little bit. They're going more to zone, and I would let's call it fifty fifty. I don't even know the percentage, but they're playing a little bit of man, but then they're going a lot of zone. But their zone. Northern Arizona was picking that thing apart pretty good. And they, they know Northern Arizona has some good receivers, but so do we. And they, <clears throat> I really noticed um, there were some opportunities there in the zone. And obviously, like I said, when it's man to man, though, our receivers got to be ready. I tweeted this it's clutch and grab, it's handsy, it it's talking ish. Physical safeties, <laughs> oh, yeah. physical corners. Oh, That's yeah. what I noticed in the game um, oh, yeah. that I watched. But I yeah. but I do have a question for you because the wheel route has been very, very effective uh, coming out of the backfield, especially to uh, Isaiah Smith, uh, Red Wilson. Um, is that something we're going to see? Do, do you have to clear those corners? Do you have to get them out because of uh, – I, I really like Weber State's cornerbacks. Well, man, at, yeah, they're good. It'd be man-to-man. I would like it if we could see them get a man-to-man and run, you know, run inside picks, run okay. inside picks, and then you swing Isaiah Smith around the end type of thing, see if they can catch up to it. I, they do struggle a bit. We've beaten them in the past with uh, man-beater routes. We'll pair up our guys, we'll stack them, and then we'll just pick one. The first guy will pick for the second guy, you know, vice versa. The outside guy will come – come in, pick, the outside guy will run a scissors route off him. We got him. I think Noah Wanzik got him on that 19 down the sideline. But, um, yeah, we we like to run that stuff, which you can. Everybody likes to run it, but we're pretty good at it. So if they're going to go into man, and the nice thing I noticed, too, it's obvious what they're doing before the play. There's no they – don't, they don't disguise anything. They're either sitting in that zone – it's three high. They'll do a little two. They're doing some more cover two, which is interesting, but they'll sit in that zone and Tommy will know from the get go what they're in. He'll know immediately. So you'll see the man to man. They're pressing at the line. They're staring at the receiver. Okay. It's man to man, you know, but they're not necessarily always pressuring with that. They're playing man, but the linebackers are zoning. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting little concept, but Tommy, the point is Tommy will be able to pick up on it real quick. He's cerebral. He'll know where to go with the ball. He'll know to get out of a play if he needs to or something. So there's opportunities here is my point, Matt. Um, you know, I'll send it to you. I know I've been talking for a while, but there's opportunities here for the offense. The way we've always played well in Ogden. It's always been down to the end. Of, every time we play them, it's down to the end of the game. And we were one and four against them. But I don't know. I just feel like there's definitely some uh, – Definitely some chances to put up 30 points, like you mentioned, Shannon. So, Matt, um, let's talk about your confidence level in the running game. Uh, How do you see North Dakota State's, or I mean, North Dakota's offensive line stacking up against the Weber State defensive front? Well, I agree with what Kelly said, that they have a good D-line. They're not not as probably as stout as what we see in the Missouri Valley as for D-lines. Um, but I, I just feel that our running game and 
the way our blocking schemes are and the confidence, we played really well last weekend on our O-line. And I think this is the game where we just really start to buckle down and have a, a good established running game. Tyler Hoosman, um, you know, he's, this is it for him. So he's, this could be his last game. Um, you know, he's playing to win. And Isaiah Smith, I mean, we, we use those guys, Red, um, Red Wilson. Th- those guys are going to be what we rely on in this game to win the ball game. In my opinion, um, our O-line really needs to dominate this football game. Now, it's going to be tough. It's gonna, they, they have a good D-line. But I really see them as hopefully they take it to the next level. Now we're thinking, okay, what do we have to do to win a national champion? We're in the playoffs. There should be no other goal than to winning this game to be able to get ourselves into position than winning a national championship. So now our O-line really has to take it to the next level. I think they have it in them. I saw, I saw moments of greatness out of our offense last week. We were starting to run the ball in the sec, late second and third quarter against NDSU. I think we capitalize on that. We keep that momentum going uh, and really establish it against Weber State to make ourselves – an established, uh, running, hard-nosed offensive football team. Matt, we're going to stay with you as we turn to the defensive side of the football. Uh, Weber State averaging 407 yards per game, 190 on the ground, 216 in the offense. What is North Dakota going to have to do to slow down the Weber State offense? We have to get to Bronson Barron, for sure. Uh, he's a good quarterback. He can run their offense really well. Uh, they do a lot of the same stuff that we do. They do a lot of RPO, play action, inside zone type of stuff. Uh, so we have to get, we have to figure out ways to get in um, Bronson's face. We have to put him on the ground. Uh, we're going to have to get him in third and long situations. Uh, but our D line really has to have a good game this time. This game, uh, we have to be able to maintain we we can set we need to be able to send four and or just three when we're in the three four uh and be able to get into the backfield so we can keep our coverages um and and shut down their rpo and some of the play action stuff that they have if we don't do that it's going to be a long day for us again um one thing i noticed too matt i wanted to say one thing i noticed shan i know we said earlier that um, Weber gives up 30 a game. No, they don't give up 18 a game. They give 18. Yeah, yep. I, I had yeah. the wrong, no, I had I the wrong stat. I didn't yep. want people to get, get nope. all fired Scoring up at defense, us about that. I had the yep. wrong stat because well. of the way they stacked the chart here. My apologies. Yep, no, 18.3. Wanted to bring that up. But uh, yep. yeah, Matt, to expand, you know, expand on what you were saying, you know, it's it's an up-tempo spread when I was watching it. But the offense is very similar to UND. I mean, it looks the exact same, same formations. Um, they take a lot of shots. They... It's, it seems simple. They run inside zone, outside zone, and then they'll take a shot, throw a fade to a Ty McPherson, their leading receiver. He's really good. Guy. Oh, jeez. Yeah, him and we got uh, to worry about him. <laughs> yep. Him and John Christensen, those two guys are going to be dangerous on their offense for us to slow down. Um, two very good wide receivers. And then Josh Davis, he's a good running back. So, um, Three of them. you know, our, yeah, so so there are um, sorry to cut you off, Kelly, but but we're gonna have our hands full. Um, I'll throw it back to you, Kelly, for for your final words on that. No, yeah, the uh, you know McPherson, he's good. He's a good player. He's a, he's their Bo Belquist. 
you know, I mean, they have similar number, 917 yards on the season, 10 touchdowns. He's their guy that I was talking about. They'll just throw a fade. They'll just catch it, throw a fade, catch it, throw a post. I mean, it's kind of a simple offense, but it's productive because I think they have good players and they don't, they don't overthink it. So defensively, it's just going to be, you know, Barron has very similar numbers to Tommy. I mean, when I say our offenses that look the same, they do. I mean, they just, the, the numbers are the same. The players are similar. The court, you know, quarterbacks kind of play the same. You know, Barron's a little taller than Tommy. That's about it. But they, they all, Barron, 19 touchdowns. Tommy is what, 17, I think. Um, so yeah, it's a, um, it's an even matchup in my opinion. The game's always even. And it, it's just going to come down to once again for us, three phase game. Can we win a three phase? That's how we win games. One one phase can't be completely off and getting their ass kicked all game for us to win a game. It just doesn't work that way. It never has. And we're not good enough to overcome that. I don't know many teams that are, but three phase game special teams does something doesn't give up a kick, big kick return, but we give a big punt return and we set up our offense for a short field. You know, just things like that have to happen. Defense has to get off the field. Uh, sudden change, oh, we hold them to a field goal. All right, hey, you know, those are those are bo- morale boosters. All these things need to come together if you're going to win on the road in the playoffs against a top 10 team. And I don't know. I like, I mean, I like our, I like the makeup of this one. You know, one thing we got to look at in the history over the recent years with UND, we always bounce back from a loss. Always. We always look better the next week after a loss and we win. We win the next game. We rarely lose two in a row lately. And um this year for sure not. But um I think I think we see a bounce back mentally. Weather forecast is uh for game time, for kickoff time, 40 degrees, 10 percent uh chance of precipitation, winds at four miles per hour. Nice day. That's a nice day. In back in the day, as they say, I always felt the perfect playing temperature for football was 45 degrees if you're playing. Um, you, no, it's not bad. It's you not sweat, bad. But you, it, you sweat, yeah. but you're still. The The problem is you get up into the 80s, you, you've got some hydration issues right. going on because uh, of football. So you got a northern team, um, obviously an indoor team in the Fighting Hawks, indoor practice team, indoor game team. And a mountain team, 40 degrees, the weather is not going to be a factor is the point I'm trying to make. Would you agree with that, Matt? Absolutely. 40 degrees up here in the mountains is a lot different different than 40 degrees in the plains. So um, it's it's nice, cool, calm. Uh, it's going to be good weather. The weather is not going to be a factor for, for our guys out in, uh, out in Utah. Well, let's take a look at the Lit Fitness and Nutrition Coaching Injury Report. And first of all, before we get into the injury report, if you want to learn more about being healthy, nutritionally sound, go to Winning at Weight Loss for Busy Parents on Facebook. Winning at Weight Loss for Busy Parents. Avoid the fad diets. Use nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle to enable yourself to be active with your kids as they grow up and beyond. Lit Fitness and Nutrition Coaching, um, that's Dave Butler from the 2001 National Championship team. Um, Like um, our football expert, 
Matt Nelson said he's going to have to look into that because he's having a little trouble at elevation this week. Um, and Matt, you're you you've uh, stayed in touch with uh, Matt Butler. I, I always say Matt Butler, Dave Butler. Sorry about that, Dave. With Dave uh, Butler, and you've looked in uh, to this system as well. Yeah, no, Dave does an awesome job, and you know I followed him on Facebook and kind of stayed in touch. We run into each other at. Uh, UND games once in a while when he when he flies in from Virginia but um, Dave Dave's a very motivational guy I mean you follow him and you see the stuff that he puts online he genuinely cares about you your well-being and you meeting your goals and he's all all about it's not where you start it's where you finish and you take those small wins and try to get you to your goal and no better than, than Dave Butler because uh, he, he's, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He wants the best for you, and he does a great job. He has a great program, and uh, I couldn't be prouder of him and to have him as a sponsor on, on 360. And he lives the lifestyle. He was near 300 pounds when he played for the Fighting Sioux. You see him now. He is uh, the epitome of fit. Kelly Howe, what do we got? in the Lit Fitness and Nutrition Coaching Injury Report this week? Well, a new one from the last game, um, has, it's, which is a major concern. Uh, Wyatt Pettigal left the game, came back in from what I remember, but then he left again. A little worried about Wyatt's uh, availability and why I'm concerned is inside linebacker is getting a little thin now. Okay, we lost Caden White earlier this year, starter. Wyatt Pettigal was the third number three guy. He, if he is out and can't go, now we're getting thin. Okay, we're getting real thin on the inside. It's going to be a lot of, lot of Devin and Kaysen on the inside in this one, and you know they could get tired and um, get wore down. So I'm a little, little concerned. I don't know what, what we'll do there um, defensively if Wyatt can't go. That was the big one. Um, other than that, I think it's the same. Same guys that were out, you know, for the year. Obviously, that's that doesn't need to be brought up again. But I would say, heading out there, we made it out okay. Made it out of the NDSU game okay. Just bumps and bruises like normal. But I think that's the one to watch and warm ups. We'll see if uh, you know Tom Miller's usually pretty good about tweeting whether he sees who's warming up, who isn't. So we'll see if uh, Wyatt made the trip or not. That's our Let Fitness and Nutrition Coaching Injury Report. Winning at weight loss for busy parents. Check it out on Facebook. Well, it's time for our listeners' favorite segment of the podcast, Kelly and Matt's Picks. So let's go over what happened last week. Last week, NDSU downs UND 42-21. to Kelly went in with his prediction of North Dakota State 24-21, total of 45 points. Matt Goes with UND 34-31. So Kelly finishes the regular season with that win at nine and two. Matt with seven and four. Um, I get to decide who goes first in this week's picks. And because I'm changing the criteria, I'm changing. I'm changing. <laughs> what do the you mean? Cri- I. What is that? Fellas, I don't get it. I've decided. I. I am the host. I am the producer. I'm changing the criteria. The true acts of our show. I am the true acts of our show. And after (laughs) 10 weeks of 
the winner going first. Matt, I'm having you make your first pick in the playoffs. You're going first because I changed the criteria. Who do you have in this one and why? Well, Shannon, it seems fitting because I finished seven and four, just like UND did. So I appreciate the nod. Um, you know, guys, I, uh, I'm confident in this football team. Kelly said it before that, you know, we're always going to be here. We're always going to be on UND's side. We're here no matter what. Uh, we're in UND's corner. I have to go with UND with this one again in the playoffs. We're going to get that first playoff win uh, that we haven't had in a, in a few years. So uh, I'm going to pick UND wins 38 to 34. And it's going to be a tough game. We're going to have a lot of points. Just with these two offenses, we can score a lot of points this game. Weber State can score a lot of points this game. Uh, it's going to come down maybe to a field goal, maybe one score game in the end. But being on the road, we always win by one score on the road this year. So uh, other than like Nebraska and then the NDSU game, um, in this type of game, it's going to be a one score game. I think we take it and then hopefully start preparing for Montana State. Matt Nelson goes 38-34 North Dakota. Kelly Howe, now that you have Matt's pick, who do you have in this playoff matchup? And why? These two teams always play tight. Tight games, good, solid games. The controversial games, there always be something that people get fired up about a call. I think Garrett Mogg got controversial pass and offensive pass Hosed. interference last time. Yeah. Hosed. And then, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, we, I remember I wasn't very happy about that one either. But, yeah, they, um, it's always a good game. And it'll be an entertaining game. It'll be the UND roller coaster will be in full effect for you fans just get ready it's going to be up and down and but the reason why i say that is because we're gonna if weber state goes down and score we can come down and score okay this is two in my opinion i know they're nine and two and a almost a seed but this is two evenly matched teams we can win this game okay we always bounce back i think the best thing about the sunday this week after losing to ndsu was the selection show immediately the next morning we forgot about it Okay, now if, if we lost NDSU week five, week six, I don't know. I don't know if we're ready mentally, you know, to exert that emotion again. But the best thing that happened to this program was that selection show and getting a second life, being in the playoffs, being the only the third Missouri Valley team. Now you, you reset your sights. You forget about yesterday, you know, type of thing. So I like it. Um, we can win this game. I got UND 30 to 27. I think it's going to be a tight one again. Um, something something weird is going to happen again, special teams-wise. Like last time it happened to us where we dropped the snap. in our own Right at our own goal line, we dropped the snap, and they got the ball, and we end up losing by three points. I think it might happen to them this week. You know, they had snapper issues earlier this year. Boy, that, I think that was him, right? That was sending them over. Was that at Montana State where he sent him over the head? Was that the Weber State snap? That was at Montana State. Yeah, right. where he sent four, four over the head. Well, eight, eight points. What if it happens again? Just right. one, or you know, just something where we, we seem to capitalize on special teams issues. And I think I'm seeing another one this week. I don't know what it'll be, but seeing another one. Thirty to twenty-seven Hawks. We can win this one and head out to Bozeman the next week. The uh, All-American goes 30-27 North Dakota, and as tradition would have it, 
Uh, the host never picks the game, but I am going to predict a block punt scoop and score. Go. Um, oh, I'm going way block. out, aren't I, on that one? Well, the block kick scoop oh, the and block score should happen. We should have scoop and score. And, folks, we got to, you know, we have to follow up because Kelly Howe has not had a fake punt Jeez. all year long. He called for five at the start of the season, unless you count Matt Ants's fake punt up 21. Right. Um, you got to count that one. That might have been for you, Kelly. Hey, what did we do in 2019 at Weber? We fake punted, and Kate it worked. Peterson Kate ran Peterson. around, and he was gone. Exactly. Easy. And went right around the end. Fastest I, guy on the field. And what was I doing when that happened? My wife, Holly, and I were taking a selfie with the mountains <laughs> in the background, and I turn around, and Kate Peterson's getting – um right. the first down so, not saying just saying not you saying, know he did it saying. last time he was out that's there. right so both our football experts go with north dakota in this one folks this is our 14th podcast of the 2022 season but now that we're in playoff time we never know if it's going to be our last so we are going to thank you um for listening we did not set the record the record of look-ins listen-ins on the UND Football 360 podcast was set in week one, the Nebraska game. We had 918 persons listen in. We usually average about 500. If anyone's wondering how many people come in and check out the podcast, right. unique visitors are about 500. But we had 918 because Nebraska fans wanted to know what the folks at UND Football 360 thought about their Huskers. So we're glad we could uh, serve Big Red as well. But again, we enjoy doing this for you. It is our 14th show kelly made us work on the bye week he's making us work the day before thanksgiving yeah, friday we'll be back here guys <laughs> 8 a.m <laughs> 8 a.m friday we're working the day after <laughs> thanksgiving does that work for you matt yeah yeah we're expecting to be on teams well there you go we're gonna be on teams matt i'm gonna throw it to you for final thoughts from ten thousand feet well guys let's let's get this win i think we could rebound pretty well after that loss last weekend. Uh, we have new life, right? Kelly mentioned it. Couldn't have happened at a better time. We're in the playoffs. It's a clean slate. All of the regular season is done now. Let's move forward and play for a national championship. And let some of those losses that we had during the season, let that eat at us to, to know how good of a team we can be. And then let's take that ne next step mentally and think of ourselves as potential national champions. And let's get there mentally, fellas. Let's, let's take that next step, play physical, tough football, and, and reach that pinnacle that we want to get to. Kelly Howe, final thoughts? On Saturday night, I want to have to worry about whether I'm going to Bozeman or not next week. That's what I want. I want to be looking at the map. I want to be charting out mileage. I want to be seeing what the options are. That's what I want to be doing next Saturday. I'm with you, Kelly Howe. Short 10-hour trip to Bozeman. Let's get a win this weekend. Hawks, and then we'll all head out to Bozeman. The UND Football 360 podcast is recorded at the Three Run Single Media Studios in Rocking Horse Farm, Fargo. For more Fighting Hawks football coverage, visit undfootball360.com. For Kelly Howe and Matt Nelson, this is Shannon Schweiger. Kickoff, 3 p.m. from Ogden, Utah, Saturday. Go Hawks!